All right, everybody, welcome to the Rocket X podcast. I'm your host, Victor Rancor. Uh, today, we have an exciting guest. Uh, his name's Sebastian Jimenez. He's the CEO and founder of Rilla Voice, the leading speech analytic, analytic software for the home improvement industry. Uh, this software has helped you to be able to do ride alongs with your technicians without having to physically be in the field with every single one of them. Imagine you can have one manager and be able to manage over 100 plus technicians all at one time while sitting at your desk. It is possible. Now you're going to be able to understand what they're saying in the field, doing in the field, and being able to train exactly what they need to help overcome those objections. And number one, start driving more revenue and profits to your business. Uh, Sebastian, man, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me on, Victor. It's uh, always a great time to to talk with you, man. Uh, we had a great time at Profit Rocket last year. It's an awesome time. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. No, yeah, man. And, and like, obviously, it's the first time we met you last year at, 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 uh, at the Profit Rocket event. And, you know, I started getting to understand what Rilla was. And, and as somebody that owns, you know, multiple businesses across multiple states and, and understands what it's like to run a day-to-day -day business, it's almost impossible, right, to be everywhere at once and be able to have a software like this where you can you can have one person be able to control so many different aspects of the business all at the same time. It, it's pretty impressive. And it, it's actually a uh, a nod to the direction and the future of where our industry is going. And you guys are kind of obviously you know, at the forefront of it. Um, you want to talk a little bit about obviously yourself, uh, your background, and then obviously yeah. we'll talk a little bit about Rilla as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so, and before I talk about the background, something like you said right there, a lot of the contractors uh, watching who are part of the Profit Rocket community, a lot of them are kind of beginning to reach that level of scale, right? Where, you know, a lot of small businesses, they go out of business in the first three years, first five years out of business. And even those who kind of make that first million dollars, first $2 million, they kind of like went from zero to one and they have something going, they have a good marketing, they have a customer base, they have memberships and they've gotten to this point. That's when they really start feeling that pain of scale. And a lot of the businesses that reach that, that minimum scale, they kind of get stuck there uh, uh, because exactly what you just said, Victor, they, they can't figure out how to scale what they learn to do themselves and scale teams and scale managers and scale, you know, technicians and salespeople, right? To do, to, to replicate what it is that they figured out about the world. And so that's this, that exact same thing that you just did, like running around multiple states for somebody who's wanting to get to that level. This is, this is the tool that, 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 that kind of helps you with that particular level of scale. So just to tell, tell you a little bit about myself, I, I, um, I'm from the Dominican Republic. I, I, I come from a long line of pineapple farmers. I came to school at New York University. I did data science. It's just, I did data science on paper. But, uh, and, and my mom knows this, so she's not going to be upset. I never went to class. I always did stand-up comedy. That's what I did in New York City. I did stand-up comedy. Um, and, um, and I would do like six shows a day, seven days a week. It was like stand-up, 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 stand-up. And that's kind of where I fell in love with this idea of like creating things out of nothing. And, and not just creating things out of nothing, but being really quick to launch and being really quick to fail. And I, I meet a lot of people in this industry. You probably resonate with this, that there's like doing standup is when I, the first time I learned that if you're going to do something truly special in the world, you have to be willing to fail and fail so much so quickly. So you can learn from every little failure, every single I, thing. Well, it's kind of funny. I, I always tell people, right? Like, you know, I fail so fast that people don't even recognize it, right? Like I, you right. know, I always say like, I, you know, I'll shoot, I'll shoot 10 shots before you shoot one. I might've, I might've missed three or four of them, but I hit six. Right. And right. that's the same conversation I have with people all the time. It's, it's the batting average. Right. And so I, I, I learned that this really in standup because in standup, you're literally, it's the only art form that you have to practice in front of a crowd. Like you have to, you, you could do music in your room and you could do writing in your room and poetry in your room. Uh, but you, you have, you can't do stand up in your room. Even if you're like a psychopath 
and you're like talking to yourself in the mirror. It doesn't work because you need the crowd to either laugh or, or be there in silent. And it's also unique in that form because, you know, you have a modern artist who makes some crap on a canvas and then they say like, oh, art is subjective. So you can kind of like bullshit your way around, right? With stand-up, you can't yeah. do that. It's like very binary. It's like they laugh or you suck, man. And they're just looking at you like, ah, damn, dude, you said that in front of people? <laughs> like, what the hell? So, so, so stand-up really was the way that I kind of found my way to, to, um, to, to, to business, to technology. I, I was a big fan of Kevin Hart and he was like, he was like not only a stand-up comedian, but a business person and like really putting out amazing shows out there. And and I thought technology was very similar to stand-up. I was like, you launch an idea, you fail the idea, even if it's the right idea, it's so wrong in so many little ways and you don't know until you actually launch it. And I launched my first time company. Um, we did some good money with that. I took my money and I launched Rilla. And Rilla, what it is, as you said, um, our vision for Rilla is that there's billions of conversations being had between, you know, uh, customers and sales and service people all around America and the world, tens of billions. And none of these conversations are captured to provide value to the service people, to the sales people, to their managers, to their companies, so that they can inform themselves of how to do sales, marketing, production, everything better informed from the voice of the customer. And so uh, what Rilla is, it's the leading speech analytics software for the home improvement industry. What that means very succinctly is when your technicians and your salespeople go out and talk to homeowners in the home, they record their conversations. They, uh, we use AI to automatically transcribe those conversations and we use natural language processing to understand what's happening in those conversations, what's being said, how it's being said. And then what we actually do is we give direct feedback to the technicians, to the salespeople on how they can actually improve their sales by comparing them to the top performers in the industry. Um, and to help you what, you, what you said is do virtual ride-alongs like you, Victor. You could like see any one of your companies statewide. You could just go to your phone and see what's happening in the home with the homeowner. Well, you know, I, I look... You know, I look at it as we bring it back to obviously in, the, in your business and you got to have core values, right? And accountability, right? And I think this is one of the things that will lean back to a, a company. Almost every company has got accountability as one of their core values. And it's just, yes. just part of doing business, right? And this is one of those things where we can, we can tie it back because every one of us, you know, in, in the trades, right? We have our, our technicians or our sales guys and they're like, I'm getting the shittiest calls and there's no opportunity yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And the customers don't want to buy, right? And I think this allows us to have a little bit of accountability and be able to be like, hey, look, let's slow down. Let's really analyze what you did on that call and, what, and maybe what we skipped and what we could have done, right? Because, I mean, for so long, you know, we've always been like trusting the technicians are doing what they're supposed to do. Hey, we, we, oh, Brad would never skip a step. Brad would always do this. Brad's always doing this, right? And now we can be like, hey, Brad, look, I understand, like, I get it. You're feeling, you're feeling like you're a little defeated, but let's really analyze what actually happened on that call. Because these points are telling me that we these are a couple of things that we missed that we could have we could have improved on that call. But now it allows me to have a little bit of account, have that that sales guy or technician have a little bit of accountability for what was said in the house and also understand like where we can train on, where we can get better. Because for forever it's always just been a feeling, right? Like from for me, like I look at a KPI and I can tell right I can almost tell every time I look at my KPIs where my technician failed on the call or where my sales guy failed just based on what he sold, how much he sold his closing percentage right. and the things that are happening. But now I can take it to another level and I can actually understand what he said. But then I can also say, okay, who's my most successful? Yes. Maybe it's maybe it's me, right? How do I create people to start talking more like Victor or speaking more yes. like Victor rather than yes. like, you know, a bottom a bottom producer. So I think so, it's it's pretty exciting on my end. So like in that thing that you were just talking about, that exact same workflow where you're a really seasoned kind of sales master and you really just by looking at the average ticket of that call, by looking at how many estimates were shown in that call, by looking at the conversion, everything about that call, you can kind of get a pretty good feeling of what happened. 
you will still have that feeling and what you will do immediately at the speed of at the speed of thought you will go to real and see like okay here's here's what i think happened you go to real to validate so like oh you didn't show enough estimates. That's because you didn't follow the good, better, best system. You didn't offer to do the inspection at the beginning where you're going to look at the entire home and not just the problem that you were called for. That's my hypothesis. Let me go check it. Of course, you didn't do it. A lot of the times, it's true. The hypothesis, like 80% of the time, your hypothesis is going to be true. The difference is that now the technician doesn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's, it's there's like, no hiding. Because <laughs> no, it's right there. It's not like, oh, man, but the leads are jetty. I can't do the inspection because these homes, they got no money, man. You're sending me to the hood. You're sending well, me to well, the... It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it was like, it's like when the dash cam first came out, right? Like, we got a dash cam yeah. in your car, and you're, you're thinking, my tech, I wasn't on my cell phone. I wasn't doing this. I wasn't yeah, doing that. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. dude, I've got a camera in your fucking truck that says <laughs> you were fucking were on your phone eating a burrito, and you fucking jammed on your brakes, right? Like... It, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's hard to run from when, from accountability. And, and I'll, I'll, that's one thing I do want to talk about. Obviously, you know, as a company that you, you guys have been, you guys been doing this for a while now, mm-hmm. what has been the feedback? You know, obviously the owner feedback is always good. Like I got all this data now, but like, have you guys got much feedback on the technician side? Like, oh, how, yeah. like obviously for me, like, I want to know, like, how do you wear it? How does it read it? Like, what yeah. what is it kind of set up on that a little bit? You want to talk about that? Yeah, totally. So the first thing is the first point of entry for the technician is when we pitch them Rilla, we do a launch meeting with them and we kind of teach them how to use the tool. When we pitch Rilla to them, they absolutely hate it. They hate it with a vitriol. I mean, imagine that. Imagine the dash cam times 10. Like, Jesus, you're going to be recording me in the home. And then like they start thinking, it's like, what about all the crap that I say? What about all the crap the homeowner says? Oh my God, am I going to get fired? This, all, all of this is going through their head. It happens every single time. And then after a few times that they record, you know, for whatever reason, it's called the Hawthorne effect in psychology. The human brain just stops being on fight or flight. You can't be scared of being recorded all the time because your brain gets tired. So then you literally forget about it. So the first week, they kind of forget that they're being recorded. They just kind of get used to it. It's like kind of like people, you want to think about it so, so that it resonates. It's like when you do role play with some technicians, you see that the first few times, they're so nervous. And then after like the fifth time, they kind of forget that they're even in a room role playing with other people. It's it kind of forget, like they lose the stage fright. That happens in the first week. And then, the, and that's really hard to get it to happen. Like, you know, one of the things that we struggled at Rilla was that our product, the technicians didn't record their meetings. It was so hard to get them to record because it was a clunky interface, because it was difficult, because it was all these different issues. And so what we realized was as a company is like, you have to make it so seamless for the technician to be able to just walk in the home, turn it on and forget about it. Because you want it to just be like an assistant there's in the background, you don't even think about it, right? And so the way it really works, there's no microphone that they put on, there's no hardware, there's nothing. It's right from their phones, right from their tablets, they just start it. Right before they go into the home, they keep it on the whole time, and then they just stop it at the end. It syncs with all of your CRMs. Everything is already synced up. Everything You don't have to worry about anything. And then that's it. At the end of the thing, the technician gets a report that tells them, hey, you skipped five out of the 10 steps in our process. Out of the five steps that you did, here's your score, right? Because it scores you on every single step. And then they know exactly what it is that they need to be doing right and wrong in that call. So. Well, the the other thing is, you know, obviously as, as a business owner, right? Like one of the things that's always a liability, right? Is things that are set in the home, things that are done, things that are, yes. you know, obviously outside of our control too. So this is another one of the things is like, you know, when you know someone's watching, right? It's always easy to do stuff when no one's watching, right? But like, it's also one of those things that's kind of mental where it's also going to protect you as the business owner, right? You're going to be able to protect your, your brand, your business, your, you know, what they're saying to these people, because, you know, no one's going to go, if they know they're being recorded, they're probably not going to be, 
doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, right? Like for me, like I don't believe in lying, stealing, or cheating to a customer, right? Like if, they're, if you're lying yeah. to a fucking customer, that's a problem, right? Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that's going to really, it's really going to reduce that tremendously, oh, right? And, and you're going to find out really Im- quickly. Immediately. Immediately. You're going to, immediately. You're going to, you're going to find out really quickly, you know, which guys were doing stuff like that, right? And, and maybe that's, maybe that's why they're so scared, right? Like, you know, I, for me, like if I know that I'm not lying, stealing, or cheating, or saying stupid saying stuff I'm not supposed to say, I'm not going to be scared to wear something. I would like, I would like to be analyzed because it's going to hold me to a better standard. It's going to make me like, Hey, I don't want to skip this because I want to get a passing grade on this thing. Like that's how I look at stuff. Like as, yes. as even as a technician or like, I want to have the best grade. And yes. I think that's something we could even, like you could even tie it in. Like if I'm running a meeting, right. A, a weekly meeting, I would have that right up on the freaking, on the screen. I would have yeah. everything's grade for the week. Right. And stack rank it because it's going to create that competition. Like, Hey, Whoever has an A, I don't know if it's an A rating, B rating, whatever it is, but whoever has the, yeah. top, the top three ratings this week, you get a $150 gift card. Right? Yep. And now now we have a competition of guys, let's compete to do our job the right way. Like that's a whole different level of competition that most businesses will never have. First off, most companies don't have a process. So that's something they got to really dial in anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that too? Because like how do you analyze something if a company doesn't really have like a, a process that they run <laughs> every time? So, yeah, so two things there. So we have a lot of companies who do have a process. They have their services and they have their curbside pickup form that they do when their managers go out on ride-alongs. They they have a really kind of structured way of doing things, right? And the first thing that they find when they use Rilla is, you know, they get surprised. like, oh, my God, none of our people are following our process. Like the like the first thing, they're like, Jesus Christ. Because they thought in, in your head you're, like, doing so good because think about it. The only visibility that you get is when you go on a ride-along in person you're going to see the technician doing most of the things that they're supposed to be doing, maybe miss a few things. When you're not there, that's a whole different story, right? So the first thing you find with real, like, oh my God, my services is not being followed. Um, for companies that don't have a process even, this is a great tool to build your process, right? Because what real is going to do is it's going to take your top performer, Victor, right? And it's going to compare to maybe like new rep, Mike, <laughs> and it's going to say, Mike, you know, you're talking 60, 70, 80% of the time, right? And Victor only talks 50% of the time compared to the homeowner. You need to lower your talk ratio, Mike. Mike, you tend to spend 25 minutes talking about pricing in the first 10 seconds of the conversation. You go in and start rattling off pricing without even doing an inspection of what's actually going on in the home. You don't even know what you're talking about when you're giving pricing. Victor does pricing for 10 minutes after an hour and 50 minutes has passed in the conversation. So what that's going to show you is what is it that how can you build a process from the reality of what your top performers are doing on the field, not whatever it is that you have as an assumption as to what works or not, but what's really working. Yeah. And then obviously, I mean, th- this is a, you know, it's been a nationwide problem. It's been a problem in this industry and almost any industry, right? Like to get people to follow a process is difficult. And, you know, obviously like for us, like for, for Profit Rocket, we have a specific process that we recommend every call. And I think- yep. It, and it's it's magic, right? So like when I had that conversation, I used to say like I only have meetings twice a week just to get these guys back in line, right? Because like I would do a meeting on Tuesday, we go through the process, everybody's all gung ho. They run the they run the process Tuesday, they run half the process on Wednesday. By and Thursday, Thursday yeah, 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 and then and then Friday, I got to come back in so I can smack them around again so they can remember what the process is because. The crazy thing is the, most people have a process that works, right? 
if it's actually followed, right? And, right. And when you yes. follow, when the guy's like, oh, you know what? I followed the process yesterday and I sold three jobs. I'm like, oh, congratulations. You should be doing that every fucking day. Like if we're doing it every day, we don't have this problem. The, the analogy to what you're just talking about, it's like, think of like one of the best teams of all time of, of all sports in history, like Chicago Bulls with Phil Jackson. If anybody saw that documentary, the process that they had, the triangle offense where they need players to stand at a particular point in the field at particular times, pass the ball in a certain way. Imagine if Phil Jackson was in there every single game, every single time that the Chicago and reviewing the game film every time that they play it, right? They wouldn't have won a single championship. So it's not just having the process. It's making sure that you execute, you follow it every single time. That's the biggest bang for your buck that you're going to get from Rilla. That your process right now, I, I can tell you right now, when people start with Rilla, they get surprised. They thought their process was followed 100%. It's like a 20% compliance, 10% compliance. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, I, I think that's, that's even being generous, right? Yeah. Because then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't. Well, then it's like, you know, if they were like, well, I got, you know, even then you, you'll see your top performers are, are sometimes some of the ones that are the least are following it the least too, because they're good communicators. So yeah. they, they're able to talk their way through things, even though if they followed the process, they probably would have maybe added double or du double their average ticket because maybe they're not talking about ductwork and insulation and all these other things. They're only talking about one thing. Now I can get that top performer who's already a good communicator, already good yes. sales. And now I can get him to realize, dude, you're leaving, you're leaving 10 grand on the table per call, or you're leaving five grand on the table per call. How do we up that guy too? So a lot of people are like, oh, this is only for the bottom guys, but you'd be surprised. Your top guys are probably the guys that skip more things. But they're good at communicating, so they're getting they're good at getting customers to do what they want. If you get your top guys to follow a process too, I bet you their numbers go up dramatically, right? That's I mean, that's one of the biggest questions that we get with Rilla. They go, uh, people go, why would we put our top performers on it? Why not just put our techs that are struggling? That's what we would do ride-alongs. And I just asked them a couple of questions. I'm like, well, do you run your business in such a way that you give your best leads to your top performers? And they go, absolutely, <laughs> of course. And I said, okay, so your top performers, how much of the revenue are they bringing in? Half of the revenue the top performers bring to the business. Got it. So, and and then when when you ask them to be like, when you notice that it's like, hey, the 1%, 2%, 5%, 10%, 20% improvement that you can have with your top performers, that's going to have the highest leverage for your business, for your revenue, for your profits. So absolutely, you want your top performers just make those fine little adjustments because they could also be better. One I, of the I things when, I, 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 no, I, I think, like even for me, like as a top performer, like you know, you, you just go through the motions at some points, right? Like sometimes, like if I if I know I'm fucking up, like I'm gonna fix it. I think the the top performers are the ones that are willing to actually make some changes, oh, more absolutely. even more so than the bottom ones, right? Because they, oh yeah, like if you're a top performer, you have like you're you're very like a driven person, anyways, by the most part. And you know, if you could find a way to get like for me, like I don't, I want to like I, I believe I don't want to leave my fucking house unless I'm going to make as much money as humanly possible. Like if I'm going to leave my house, I'm coming back with as much cash as I can. And <laughs> yeah. if I can find something that's going to move the needle one two percent, like if I'm already making a million dollars a year and I move that needle five percent, that's a significant amount of money to anybody. Yes, and so that that's that's where I wanted to stay. Like like you know like when you think about like you know like Michael Jordan, all these great athletes, they're the people that spend the most amount of time re reviewing game film. Because they're never satisfied. They always want to do better. Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, they're always looking at looking at how can I improve? How can I win the next championship? How can I? And even just to stay at the top of your game, like you said, you can't put yourself in the mind frame where you're just going through the motions. You have to keep yourself hungry, and you can't keep hungry if you if you're not learning. So what Rilla, what happens is at first the top performers absolutely hate Rilla. They say like I do not want. It. They hate it even more than anybody. Because the tool by design is designed to share what they're doing with everybody else. They don't like that at all. <laughs> Once you put people on Rilla, after the first month that everybody's gotten used to it and everybody started to improving their sales, the top performers become the absolute 
most power users because these are the people that are naturally driven. They naturally want to improve. And now they have an AI coach in their pocket that literally tells them exactly what are the margins that they need to improve to get to the next level, right? Well, you know, Sebastian, we can talk about current current employees, right, and, and the improvement that it's going to make. And, and as a as a business owner, and 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 I understand the the hard part, right, is, is finding talent, right. And then yes. when you find talent, how do I get them up to speak? So, like for me, yes. like I'm a big, I'm a big, hey, I'm a, I can find a good communicator, and I'll turn them into a technician, right? And I'm going to turn them into a te- like I've taken guys from you know bartenders and valet guys or whatever that were never been in this industry and then we put them into the industry you know and we, yes. we train them how to how to do to how to be a technician well now i can get them up to speed faster right now i yes. can get i can get them i can instead of having them in the classroom for a long time i get them out in the field i get them communicating and i get to figure out really quickly like how we can help them improve because one of the biggest parts one of the biggest struggles in our whole industry is, is getting talent getting good people in the door and getting good and employees. retaining them Yes. And retaining them because guess what? When they start out, they're, they're nervous and they, they don't know what to do. And, and then obviously most people don't have the, 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 the bandwidth to be able to go and ride along with these guys every call. So sometimes they're just left out there to flounder, right? Yes. And they don't know where they're messing up. So now imagine I'm a technician who's normally, you were thinking that no one cares about me. Nobody's watching me. Yeah. Well, now, now I am watching you. Now I do care about you. And I'm able to give you these, this true analytics and try to help you. So I think that's something that, that can be talked about as well as the uptick of how quickly I can get guys from, from nothing to get them going. They become top performers. Oh, the, the ramp time is one of the biggest things in real. We didn't notice this when we got started that this was one of, we always looked at average tickets at conversion rates at sales numbers, right? One of our customers in Florida told us, Sebastian, that's not the biggest value that I see for Rilla. Yeah, whatever, 30% increase. I don't care. The biggest value that Rilla came to my business, um, that gave to my business was I basically lowered one of my biggest costs of operating my business, which is the cost of training and onboarding and retaining new employees. Because if you think about it, out of a class of 10 that I hire, I only keep four or three. Rilla allowed me to keep seven or eight because I get them to profitability to speed. So it's not even like ramping them up faster it's ramping them up at all because they actually complete training. Like everybody watching, think of like when you got started, right? Didn't you have somebody like maybe some of you were at a point of like no return where you're like, I'm maybe not good for this. And maybe you had somebody who went out and took the time to train you and give you the time. You know what I mean? How many people didn't get that? Because I was, I remember when I first got in the industry, I didn't know anything about HVAC. You know, I, I didn't know what HVAC fucking stood for or answered a Craigslist <laughs> ad. And, and next thing you know, I got, a, I got a job, right? And we're going through training. There was 20 something people in the training class. And I think, you know, after the five or six weeks, only, you know, 10 of them made it out in the field. And within six months, I was the only one left, right? Out of the 25 people. So they spent all that money, that, which I would guess on average is about $30,000 per person minimum in that span of time. And you multiply that by 20, right? That's a significant amount of cash. Right. And the and number of leads that the people who were out with you, the 10 that were running, the opportunity cost that was lost there also, those the leads that they were running. So all the money it cost to train you, all the opportunity costs, right? And and all the missed opportunities. And it really adds up quickly. So some people are like, well, you know, it's it costs this much money. I was like, imagine what it's costing you right now to miss those opportunities. How much it's costing you not only in employees and time and money and, and leads, all this stuff is like, there's a compound effect to anything in life, right? Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a give and take to everything. And I think that's one of those things that like, well, you know, it costs me this much money. Dude, I bet you that Rilla would pay for itself in the first week. And oh yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah. It, it, probably in the first couple of days. Right. And just, even if they, even if they didn't even fucking look at the analytics, the fact just that the, there's somebody, the listen, there's somebody, that, yes. the fact that there's somebody listening to them, they're going to magically do their fucking job. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We see that all, all the time. It's like the, the, it's, it's imagine if you as a salesman, like when people go out on ride-alongs, I always ask them, 
do you see a bump? Do you see like there's like that ride along bump when you go out with them? I was like, absolutely. They start following the process. They start selling better. Absolutely. That's why I do ride along. Imagine doing that not 2% of the time or 1% of the time that they're out there every single time. The technician after the caller looking forward to that score to see how they did it. Like, ah, I missed that. They go to the other call. Not, not a single call is missed. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's what AI allows us to do. It's, it's only possible now because AI is a thing. You know what I mean? But it's like such an amazing, just like, and especially in home services, some other industries, we work in some other industries. It's so hard to be, to be really good at it. In home services, it's like, just like, I've been on these ride-alongs myself in person. And you see the difference between a technician that just goes in to fix the job versus somebody who's super friendly, not pushy at all. Just ask the customer, Listen, Mrs. Homeowner, I know you call this for a drainage in your in your furnace. It's leaking. I understand. We do things differently at our company. I want to make sure that I look at everything. I look at all the spots to see if there's a problem because I don't want to be back here a couple of weeks later. Homeowners appreciate that. That's the yeah. difference between somebody who walks in with like a $10,000, $6,000, dollars sale versus somebody like a- who comes in for the repair, right? So yeah, it's so gonna- simple when you actually follow those key steps in the process. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're trying to get your technician to take their blinders off is, is half our battle, right? Like they just yeah. they see problem fix, they see problem fix problem, and I'm like, they're like, well, you know, that's that's upselling people. Like, no, it's not upselling, man. Like I would be pissed off, right? And I always tell, I, this is how I talk to my technicians. I said, look, if I went into the doctor today and I had a cut on my arm or whatever it was, and they go in there and they fix a cut on my arm, but they don't tell me I have fucking cancer. <laughs> like I'm gonna be pretty fucking pissed. Like I'll be pretty fucking pissed, right? Like, like that. Your job is. I always thought I would like in our our industry is being a doctor, right? Like my job is to check out the entire body, right? And if there's something going on with you, I'm not gonna ignore it and not tell you. Like you would be mad at me. And, yeah. and if, if, if if that you know, and that's the that's really how you have to like get these guys to realize, like, oh yeah, I would be freaking mad. Well, you're it's it's helpful to the homeowner, yes. Yeah, and even like if I always tell guys like it doesn't even matter if they buy or not. Wouldn't you feel better about yourself if you educated? So if something does happen, you could be like, "Hey, Mister Smith, remember when we were here last time? We told you this going to happen." Yeah, you did. Now if you don't let them know and you see a problem, and that's the next like, trust five you. months from now, five months from now, the thing breaks down. They're like, "Well, fuck that company. They they can't. <laughs> now my shit's broken." Yeah. And, and that's and that's really what what our job to do as a technician is to really ease that be that customer's mind and make sure that we sound like a professional. Make sure that we're educating the customer the right way because it's not our job to pick and choose which customers deserve our attention, yes. what customers deserve to know what's going on. Every customer does, and that's what this is like. When I see this, I'm like, man, I I wish I had this because I could have got up to speed. I would have loved to find out what the top producer was saying in the home yes. and all the stuff. Like, yeah, that's how that's how I operate. Like, I I always look at. I don't give a fuck who the, the bottom technician. I want to know who the best is. And I want to go figure out what he's doing because, I, like I said all the time, it's R and D, right? Rob and duplicate. How do I rob and duplicate what my successful guys are doing and make my little guys do that? As yes, well? that that thing, like what you just talked about. A lot of the reasons why technicians who are getting started or who are not hitting their numbers. A lot of the reasons why they're not following the process why they're not asking for the sale why they're not asking to review the entire home and inspect it it's because they're afraid because they don't know how to do it and they role play and they see the training materials but they don't really feel they don't really know how to actually do it and they think it's almost like fake like you're lying to them like they don't really buy into it like they don't really believe that you can actually go and do it and one of the best things that we found with real again it surprised us because we didn't think that this was going to happen we thought that really was going to be a virtual ride-along tool you're going to go coach your reps faster better cheaper one of the things that we found we didn't think that it was going to be like a thousand X increase in productivity. We thought it was like, okay, maybe like a 30 X, 40 X. One of the things we found that was a thousand X increase in productivity. When you own a physical ride along, you're doing one-to-one coaching. People on real are the best power users. What they do is they will do one-to-many coaching. They go with the top performers. They find a clip of the top performer 
you know, absolutely doing a masterful kind of inspection, walking the homeowners. The homeowners are happy to give them fifteen thousand dollars that day. They're happy, <laughs> like, like, so like relief <laughs> to give them fifteen thousand. They take that clip and they share with everybody in the team who needs to help. And that, that seeing all that feedback day in day out of being able to see what the Michael Jordans mm -hmm. are doing. Like well, that's what really makes the changes for everybody, you know? Well, the other thing is, right. Like there's always the, you know, and you know, obviously being in this industry, I know they're like, well, that guy's getting all the, all the calls. He's getting all the hot leads. Right. And that's yeah. what I always think. What's, what's someone's hot. Right. And usually it's because they've got their mindset, right. And they're doing something the right way. So to be like, Hey, look at, I just took, I took freaking Preston's call from Tuesday and your call from Tuesday and let's look at <laughs> both of them side by side. And they're the same type of call. Well, why did this one succeed? And why did this one? Be? And all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, he's not, he's not freaking, you know, he's, he's not getting layups. He's actually just doing what's supposed to be done. So it's, it gives you just so many tools and, and ability to train. Right. And I, but the, my, my issue is, and the people that listen to this, right. Is, is really ask yourself how much you're training anyway. So, you know, obviously getting a tool and then not using it is going to, is one of those things as well. So I think making sure that you guys understand that training is, is vitally important. Ask yourself the difference between the hundred million dollar company and a and $1 million oh, company. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tie it into accountability and training and making sure that you guys understand what you're doing because a lot of a lot of owners for some reason they just say they hire a guy, you're a technician, here's your keys, go run some calls and bring me some money. Right. And and that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do business. And and you guys wonder why you guys are spinning your wheels all the time. Now there's now there's the other person like me where it's like you come in, hey, we're gonna teach you our process. This is how we do business here, and this is what yes. we expect here, and this is what we're gonna do. And and that that same type, that same those two companies, one of them is going to go like this and one of them is yes. going to just stay right here forever. There's no, way, there's no way to scale that because that's that's the problem that people run into is that they know how to be individual contributors, but they don't know how to scale themselves and become like teams, right? Become an enabler of teams. And that's one of the biggest problems, right? And so when when we think about even implementing technology like Brilla, one of the metrics that we saw, because we analyze all these metrics about sales coaching, about what's actually being talked about in homes. One of the single biggest determinants of having a top performing team that's bringing in, if you're in HVAC, like $5 million, $6 million, $7 million, $8 million in revenue per technician or per comfort advisor a year into the business. One of the biggest key differentiators that we see with these top, top companies is their sales managers or their service managers or their sales coaches. They spend at least 20 hours a week doing coaching on Rilla. 20 hours a week. That's like half their time, at least. Some people spend like 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, like literally on average, just like going in looking at clips, sharing clips, looking at the data, planning the sales training meetings. They're spending a lot of their time coaching and training their guys because if you get all this data, the data is completely useless. If you don't, because the data is not going to go out and coach the human being. You have to have the sales manager and the coach take the data, transform it into habits, into behaviors. But really well, can't do it on its own. You know what I mean? Like even for me, like I would be, if I'm a sales manager, I'd be like, I'd take a little clip from someone that did a really good job and I would text it to him. Hey bro, great job right here. You need to do this yes. again. Right. And just, just even putting that text yes. out there or doing it makes him realize, Oh shit, he is listening and he is doing it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. People like, people like to be congratulated. Like, Oh fuck. Yeah. You know, Sebastian told me that yes. I did a freaking badass job, but listen to what I said on this call. This I got this customer to buy this. Right. Like there's so many little things you can use and tools you can use. Right. But we got to make sure that we got to, we got to process dialed in and you guys got to be ready for, to be accountable to it. Right. Cause like yeah. any other, like any other tool you have, like if you don't use it, right. Like if I go like people that buy my training platform, right. Well, they buy the training platform, they don't freaking use it. Like, and then they're like, well, it didn't work. I'm like, of course it didn't fucking work. You didn't, you didn't do the work. Like everybody, I think the, the biggest thing that we see in, in any, any, almost any business, but definitely in the home service business is everybody wants a silver bullet. 
And the last thing I want them to do is buy real and not use it the right way because I need you guys to real understand this is a, this should be a long term purchase, right? This isn't just yeah. like, hey, we're buy it for a month and then cancel it because you, oh, it doesn't work. No. It fucking works. It's just one of those <laughs> things you guys have to make sure that you guys are gonna you guys are actually gonna implement it. And accountability on your on your own as a business owner is gonna be that. So I think that's I think that's the biggest difference I see between even companies in my trading platform that win and lose. Get a tool and execute, or there's guys that get a tool and they don't do shit with it. And I think yes. this is one of those ones that man, it, it just gives you so much ability to, to to just dominate your market, to be able to grow faster, to be able to train faster. And you know, for me, I'm excited. I know we I've been talking to your team about getting our Vegas location set up. Yeah, so trying to get them. I'm, I'm excited for that because we're going to have a. I mean, that business we went from 1.9 million to almost 14 million in a year, and right. so we've grown fast. In a and year? Now we got you went from 1.9 to 14 in a year. God damn! In a year, yeah, and that's it, that was on a down summer. So we're about to like we're about to go take off. But I'm like, we're trying to implement this stuff now because we're trying to recruit and bring all these people in and get the processes dialed in before summer. But this is the time of year. Like, if you guys are listening to this. This is the time of year to implement this stuff. This is the time of year to get it done. Like you should be doing this now before summer gets here. Yes. Don't go and try to buy this thing when it comes yeah. June 1st. And then all of a sudden June 1st comes around and you're like, oh, I'm trying to implement this shit and I can't do it. This needs to become part of your business now. And if it becomes part of your business now, everything becomes easier going forward and building yes. the SOP and processes behind it and, and, and yeah. expectations behind it. So I'm excited. I'm excited, man. There's stuff like stuff like this and the change in the industry are exciting to me, especially because I was a technician. I was a sales guy. And if you, I would have loved this thing because I wanted to get oh better. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to take a year to get better. I want to get better. I want to be the best now. I mean, and like that's how for, I look at it. for somebody like you, if you think about it this way for technicians or salespeople, you're really learning, like talking about failure, you're learning from your own trial and error, right? Every time you go in the home, you're learning what to do it and how to do it better every single time. And in between the homes, yeah. you're trying to train and trying to practice and trying to learn as much as you can so you could do it better next time. What you I'm have with a tool to like know. these for somebody like you, it's not, you're not only learning from your own trial and error, you're learning from the entire trial and error of the entire team and what's working for everybody at scale. So what it does is it literally five X's or 10 X's or 20 X's or 30 X's the, the learning rate of everybody in the team because everybody's learning from everybody. So when we talk about conversions, like, oh, 40% conversion rate increase, 50%, 200% conversion, it, it only follows because everybody's learning from each other. You know what I mean? So, so well, it just accelerates, you know? It hundred percent. And everybody has that when you leave a call and you get back to you, you, you get to a call and you think you did everything and you're like, you get back to your truck and you're like, you didn't sell it. You're like, dude, what the fuck? And all of a sudden everybody starts you just start thinking of those things. <laughs> fuck, I should have done this, I should have done this, I should have done this, right? Well, this is like to like, hey, this is really gonna hammer it home so we can really practice it so we don't miss those yes. zips. We don't we don't ask that extra question or ask that extra, you know, wanna move forward type deal. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about also, obviously, you guys are going to be at yes. Rocket X this year. You guys are going to be one of our headline sponsors. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what you guys got planned for the event. I know we had uh, we just signed a pretty big a pretty big performer for the after party. Um, what what do you guys want to get out of Rocket X? What what would be your perfect your perfect scenario? So every time, so we love going to these conferences. I mean, people, some of the people already know us for for some of the amazing uh, parties that we throw in and some of the events. So. What we try to do at these events, it's just like, you know, for, forget about the product, forget about Rilla, forget about the ride. We, we really want to bring, like, when people use Rilla, we want them to feel like they became a, a better version of themselves, right? That's that's really what we want people to feel when they're using our product, when they're interacting with us in our sales conversations. We want them to learn something and feel like they they became a better version of themselves. So we're going to be going there. Every time I get up on a stage and we're speaking, we're talking to people, I always talk about the industry. I always talk about how AI is coming into home services. 
and and how, what contractors, not only with Rilla, there's amazing tools out there that people can use to automate their call center, automate their dispatch, you know, automate marketing. There's a lot of things that are happening that are really exciting in home services, particularly now. So I'm going to be talking about all of these things. And uh, and are, are, can we announce who it is? <laughs> we're bringing, we're bringing we, Rick we, Ross. We can, I think we're, we're <laughs> yeah, I always we think you guys are right. <laughs> It's crazy, you know. Obviously, you know we're we're going back and forth. Me and Will are going back and forth. Like, oh, what are we gonna get? And, and uh, <laughs> like, guys, like, you guys want Rick Ross? I'm like, we can get fucking Rick Ross to show up to a fucking HVAC event. Like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, uh, so, yes. so we're bringing Rick Ross. <laughs> so Rilla, Rilla, Rilla is actually bringing in Rick Ross for the after party. So if you guys are VIP or the social pass or party pass, whatever we want to call it, you guys are gonna get access to a private event. It's right across the street from where the hotel is. It's an amazing venue. We're just me. I actually went and walked it uh, last week. I was out in Dallas. Uh, you're going to have pretty much up close and personal, like front row with with uh, with Rick Ross. If you are part of the VIP, you're going to get a meet and greet afterwards. So you got a uh, there's a 30 minute meet and greet afterwards. You will get your photos with him. Maybe get to slap his belly or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, and and then obviously we have that part. Then we but the big part with our events, man, is that you know everyone's like, well, why do I want to come to the after party? I'm like you, you get to be around some of the best owners, operators, yes. sales trainers, yes. motivators company of yes. people in the country man like that was like when our event last year we throw some amazing parties and that was the biggest thing i was like dude like you get to rub shoulders with people that are running 200 million 500 million dollar businesses like the people that are speaking on stage at rocket x there's over two billion dollars a year in operating eight home service businesses are going to be on stage speaking these are guys that went from just like you they were technicians sales reps and they went and built some big ass yeah, businesses yeah, i even that's... got some guys that i got some guys that are 20 some years old that started a business four years ago. Now they're doing $25 million a year at a, at, at a five or $6 million EBITDA. These are 20 year old kids, man. Yeah. And they're on stage and they're going to be telling you exactly what they did to get there. And a lot of it is going to be embracing technology. If you don't embrace technology, you're going to get left behind. Why are kids like me, 30 year olds, 20 year olds out running, kicking the fucking shit out of these 50, 60, 70 year old guys yep. that have been doing it for 20, 30 years. How can we could come in and kick their ass? It's because we embrace technology. And I think that this is what this event's going to be about. We're going to be talking about AI. We're going to talk about all these improvements that you can make inside your business that you can use technology to get where you want to go faster. Because I don't know. I don't want to do this for 20 years, man. I want to do it for five years, exit with a bunch of cash and go <laughs> hang out on a beach. I can go hang out on a beach with my family, right? So I think that's the new generation of home services. And that's what Rocket X is all about. We're not, we're not, we don't want to do this for 20 years. That, we'll leave that for grandpa. Grandpa could do that. <laughs> Us kids, we want to grow these businesses. We want to sell it to private equity. We want to go have some fun for the rest of our lives. And that's what Rocket X is about. That's what Rilla is about, right? How do we get from point A to point B as fast as possible? Yes. And and that's what we're all about. So, Sebastian, man, uh, thanks for coming on, brother. I'm, I'm excited you, about man. this podcast dropping. I think there's a lot of nuggets that we dropped in there. Um, do you have any, any last things you want to leave on here? Yeah, I would say, like, ending on this topic of AI, you know, whether it's with Rilla or with Avoca or with any of the uh, uh, dispatch automation tools that you're seeing out there. I would really encourage all the home service contractors out there to start learning and getting your hands dirty with AI. Because if you think about, you know, you know, 2008 with SEO marketing and online marketing and all these things, the people who embrace that technology a decade earlier are the people that now dominate the markets now. And so whoever figures out how to implement AI in their business in the best possible way in marketing sales, uh, support everything, those are the people that are going to dominate markets. Because because you think about like when I was talking about 40 times improvements to the productivity of your sales, a thousand times improvement. These are, <laughs> you, you cannot compete with, with, with a company that has become bionic using technology. So I would really encourage everybody because AI is not only here in society, is here in home services. 
So they, you cannot discount it. You cannot ignore it uh, as much as we want to because technology is uncomfortable. Unfortunately, you can't. So I would encourage everybody to get their hands dirty with their eyes. Just start playing with ChatGPT. Forget about Rel. Just really just, just just start getting your hands dirty with it, you know? Well, and if you want to learn, if you can't figure it out yourself, come out to RocketX, May 1st. Yes. We're going to help you. We're going to point you in the direction of things you guys can use and start implementing in your business and start using AI and start dominating your market. Sebastian, it's been a pleasure. And everybody that has listened to the podcast so far, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys are looking to get tickets, we have tickets on sale. We have buy one, get one free until the end of the month. Uh, we don't have very many of the social passes left. So if you want to see Rick Ross, you need to go buy your tickets now. Uh, go to callprofitrocket.com. Go ahead and get signed up for your tickets today. We will see you May 1st through 3rd in Dallas, Texas at the Lowe's Hotel. Sebastian, we'll be in touch, man. Uh, I think I'm coming out to – hopefully coming out to New York next month. We're talking about yes. the podcast. So. Yes, sir. But, we'll see you here, man. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rocket X podcast. We will see you guys next week. Make sure to like, subscribe, and actually send this out to some of your friends so they can see it too. Have a good day. Have a good one, guys. Later.